Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. We're short of brown or round or we're queer. I've got a feeling we are on to something here. Pinnage, the comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience. And if you worry, trouble might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. Mark Hodgson, keys, everybody. I'm Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show about all the things which seem normal to some and peculiar to others. Whether it's how you celebrate birthdays, what you do when crossing the road, or why you would want to have your conversations in front of 50 strangers and then have it recorded and broadcast over the internet. <laughs> On which subject, please welcome our teams. On my left, playing for You Cannot Be Serious, Cal Wilson and Steve Lee. <laughs> And on my right, playing for Cool Runnings, Rose Matafeo and Radu Isaac. Yeah. So firstly, Cal Wilson, how are you diverse? Uh, I am a woman, I am from New Zealand, and I'm terrified of moths. Mm. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Steve, how are you diverse? I am a man. Obviously. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Syrian, and I'm a... Refugee. And you're a refugee. And today, this is an episode that we are doing in association with the Timepiece podcast season. Timepiece is a time banking skill sharing app connecting refugees with local people for mutual benefit. Um, so uh, refugees often get quite isolated and uh, local people often also get quite isolated and it's hard to build a community. So if you go to timepieceapp.org, You can find the Timepiece app. It's going to be live in October. Uh, Right now, you can contribute to it if you've got a tenner or a £10,000 or whatever you've got. And what you'll find there at the moment is the video where you can see all of the people saying, hey, I can teach English and cycling proficiency. And then someone else saying, I can teach Arabic and cooking. And it's connecting people, both refugees and local people, so they can share skills together and get to know each other. And also get to know that refugees don't just have the story of being a refugee. They've got so much more to their lives. So, Steve, thank you very much for joining us today. And thank you very much for Timepiece for coming along as well. 
Cool Runnings. Yeah. Uh, why are you called Cool Runnings? It's a bad name. I'm sorry, Radu. I was thinking because I never win on this show, we name it after a team, you know, that wins the hearts of many and doesn't do well in the end. But really, it's just a good movie. Have you seen it, Radu? Uh, yeah, I've seen parts of it. <laughs> what part? No, tell me what part. You can sort of figure out that they're going to win by the, uh, in the middle of the movie. But they don't, do they? they? Would... They don't. Oh, or they're going to do like, something good at the end. <laughs> no, they don't win. The point is they don't win. They, the point is they don't oh, they win. Don't? So you, no. stopped, you stopped watching because you thought you could tell the ending. Yeah, but they still learned something. They learned it's important to try. <laughs> so, so... I learned that so halfway through the movie. You sound so... Do you do that with every movie? But you, you think you, you know the end of the movie, so you just stop watching? <laughs> to be no, honest, just Radu, that movie. you didn't take a lot away from it if you couldn't even bother to try to watch the end of the movie. <laughs> you I mean, they like... tried to be a bobsleigh team. What I'm... did you try to do? I might have seen the end, and I just don't remember it. Do you Radu, do it might have been just the movie's fault, not my fault. <laughs> Radu, how are you diverse? I'm Romanian. And another thing, which I don't really like to talk about, I'm, a, I'm like a Mensa member. And I think that makes me like an oppressed minority. <laughs> You're a Mensa member. Yeah, I am. I'm Are very you? smart. Yeah. What? I really am. Yeah. I don't like to talk about it because it's not like a good thing. People think it's a good thing. It's like being tall. Everybody thinks it's really great to be tall, but in reality, tall people just think, ah, there seems to be a lot of fun going on down there at five <laughs> foot nine. <laughs> So I'm just you, alone you, all the time. If you say that you're a Mensa member, like are people always trying to play chess with you and stuff? Like what's the downside of saying that you're a Mensa member? Oh, no, at one point you just get bored of talking to people. Is you that, are you being serious that you've... Sorry, I don't mean to rip off your team name, you can't be serious. <laughs> but are you serious that you're a Mensa member? I'm not. I, I'm eligible to be a Mensa member. Oh, but that's different. Eligible, no. No, 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 but the difference is I'd have to pay the tuition and then I'd be a member. But I well, think, we're I all think... eligible to pay tuition to be mentally. Oh, no, you, you have to take a test, and that makes you eligible. Oh, okay. And I will, listen, I will pay for it if you will do it. Yeah, but I think that... No, he's not eligible. He's not eligible. Okay, you can, you can pay for it, but I think the last test, if you paid for it, you're not really eligible. If that makes any sense. Well, the so, No, it doesn't. Okay, it's let's get on with the show. <laughs> Rose... Why are you? I am also a member of Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Rose? New Zealand. You're from the Dalmatian Islands. Well, yeah, we're Dalmatian. Like, I'm Croatian, basically, but it's more. Spe- I, don't, I, I mean, you know it's, what? It's... I don't even. I don't know who I am anymore. God. I'm Deborah Francis White, and I'm diverse because my name is Deborah, which is Hebrew, which means bee. It's pronounced there Devorah. But Steve, before the show, you said my name means something different in Arabic, and I said, "Don't tell me now. Tell me mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to tell yeah, me." When, uh... When Charlotte first told me about your name, and I saw that it's a bit funny in Arabic, because I don't know if you'll find it funny, but <laughs> your name means literally her backside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really wish I now hadn't waited. Amazing. For you to tell me that on stage. That's incredible. In Arabic, that's yeah. what it means? Yeah, but it's not a very commonly used word. Well, I can <laughs> see why not. My last name in Spanish literally means kill the ugly person. Oh, kill ugly right. person. Masha yeah, means to yeah. kill, and Feo means ugly person. Yeah. Oh no. Wow. My name uh, in a Romanian actually means the happy one, and I'm not happy at all. So <laughs> don't worry too much about it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in German, my name is quite close to ladle. Oh, which is not that exciting. But no. 
<laughs> We've all got to have something. I love it. It's great. And adding up the points and fact-checking the answers, please welcome our punctilious pedant of perfection. It's Ned Sedgwick. Hello. And bringing a touch of class, provided that class is advanced, jaunty hat-wearing, please welcome on keyboards the magical fingers of Mark Hodge. <laughs> On every episode of Global Pillage, Mark takes an ancient folk song and adapts it into a jingle by a special technique known as reproducing it exactly. Over to you, Mark. Okay. This one is an old folk melody from Moravia, and Dvorak used it for his seventh humoresque, so you will be familiar with the tune. The tune has been borrowed before. The tune was set to the text of a notice that was put on toilets on the Amtrak in New York and as such it goes like this Passengers will please refrain from flushing toilets while the train is standing in the station I love you We encourage constipation while the train is in the station Moonlight always makes me think of you Yay! And what will today's song be? So we're going to have to do... Tell us what's the score, please, Ned. Everyone do it. Tell us what's the score, please, Ned. Ned Sedgwick, do you know what your name means? Well, my name is actually Edmund, not Ned, uh, because apparently I need to be more posh. Um, I'm not going to say my middle name. Please, 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 please. It's Hefkert. <laughs> Edmund Heathcote Sedgwick. Edmund Heathcote oh. Sedgwick. But the funny thing is, okay. <laughs> what, That's funny the funny thing. thing. My, my dad's actually from quite a like from a working class family. He's just clearly wanted to, you know, I don't know, punish me and make me not be able to live any life other than this one. Um, yeah, of all the lives you could force your child yeah, to live. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did that Yours is all right, mate. Yeah. Being a straight white upper class boy is pretty tough these days. <laughs> When you've got people like Jacob Rees-Mogg who represent you, oh, yeah, you'll realise that actually things are, you know, yeah, fine. I've had a global conversation, speaking of my lovely father. He got very excited this summer because he finally managed to crack how to get French people interested in cricket. You might not know this, but if you go to Lords, you can bring in a bottle or two bottles of wine per person. And so he brought three French colleagues and two bottles of wine each, and they loved it. <laughs> and since then, when they've kind of started on a big sesh, they'll take a picture of a bottle of wine and go, about to watch a cricket, to my dad. But, Isn't mm. that a lovely story of multicultural alcoholism? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ned, sorry, did you say that you're supposed to be posh? Yeah. Yeah? But your dad's from working class, yeah, yeah. as you said. There is this thing on social media, went for a while, this photo, I don't know if any of you have seen it, of a little puppy striped like a tiger. And the caption says, my mom was a tiger and my dad was a brave dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. fairly true, actually. <laughs> Your mom does have red hair, so there is sort of something in that. Uh, but I'm, I'm still stuck on Edmund Heathcote Sidgwick. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a remarkable bear. Edmund means divine protector. Heathcote means a coat of heather. And Sedgwick is a town in Cumbria. There you go. Um, <laughs> for 
first up is our themed round. All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. This week's questions are all X-rated. Fingers on buzzers. That's not a euphemism. Cleopatra may have invented the world's first vibrator. What did she use? You can't be serious. Was it like bees in a gourd? <laughs> a gourd of bees? I think that's okay. a um, Nicki Minaj song, isn't it? <laughs> a bees gourd in of the bees. Gourd. Please, bees in the gourd, yeah. Yeah, bees in the gourd. Okay, yeah. cool runnings. Uh, I think she used uh, a Roman emperor. <laughs> Yeah. A Roman I've, emperor. I've, just I've read really up fast. on it. Just yeah. moving okay. real fast. Okay, so uh, a Roman emperor. And or rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. <laughs> okay, all right. Hive mind. Cleopatra may have invented the world's first vibrator. What did she use? A candle. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I, it depends Ooh. if the candle's visceral, lit or... Visceral. Uh, it, it, the candle's not necessarily lit in this scenario, is it? That's the main thing about a candle, isn't it? When you say a candle, you're not like, oh, that's an unlit candle. You're not imagining an unlit candle. You're imagining a lit candle near your stuff. Um, Okay, a candle lit or unlit near your stuff. She also coincidentally invented the Brazilian wax at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else hive mind other than a lit candle? An asp. An asp. An asp. Well, that certainly would be a rattlesnake of Anne Summer's outing. All right, if you think it's a lit candle, Buzz now. If you think it's an asp, Buzz now. In fact, you can't be serious, had it. It's a box filled with bees. Yeah. Wait, was that a guess? Was that a guess, Cal? It was totally a guess. Oh, well, no, because be some to... of the translations say gourd. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe you were trying to pass life. <laughs> I was this just is... always getting I busy wonder with how the box you died. Bees. What of the mummy? <laughs> Yeah, maybe you died using your vibrator. (laughs) Well, I am allergic to bees, so... Oh, that's weird. You're allergic to bees in real life, aren't you? Yeah. (gasps) That is freaky. I had too many gourds of bees as an Egyptian. Mm. The first sex toys, they found it, and it's thought to have been 32,000 years old. And it's a siltstone dildo. I thought you were going to say it was 32,000 bees in a gourd. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's 32,000 bees long. Do you believe this is true, or is this just a sort of thing that's... Mm, there was a lot of propaganda about Cleopatra being, at the time, Augustus, who was the first emperor, wanted to discredit Mark Antony, who was shacked up in the eastern part of the empire with Cleopatra. And so they painted her to be a slightly sex-crazed kind of, at the time being foreign, of course, was not great either. Yeah, so it's thought to be part of that propaganda, but they also didn't want to make the propaganda so bad in case Augustus wanted to marry her after he'd killed Mark Antony. Great, good to know. Good Ima- to know. Imagine, imagine being the bee who had to recruit all the other bees for that job, who were just like, yeah, we're just going to get into this gourd. And how long would they oh. survive for? Like, you'd want to be pretty ready, because like, you'd maybe get like two minutes out of the bees before they all Peter suffocated. Peter would be on that shit like a ton of bricks. You know, not, not a man called Peter. I mean, Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah, the animal, yeah, no. the animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I mean, mean the organisation Peter, oh, not that's... a dude called Peter. Oh, I thought, who? Peter and I was trying to think, I know who Mark Antony is. is. Yeah, who's Peter? Yeah. What God is Norway it. doing to try and turn its teenagers away from pornography? You can't be serious? They have a gourd full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, having like, their parents discuss it and to make it like gross and uncool. 
Right, parents or, discuss it, or or something about like the internet. Maybe like something about like a lock, or like on the internet when they search it or something. They can see when you search it. A or lock, something to do with when you search it or on the on the on the computer. Okay, a search. Do you have a policy in Romania about pornography in teenagers or a? No, we're just allowed to do. We just didn't have internet when I was a teenager, so that was the policy. No. <laughs> How about in Syria? Is pornography an issue? Yeah, it's blocked. It's blocked. You can't search pornography in Syria. You say that with authority like you've tried. I think, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, uh, duh. Same as many other things in Syria. Yeah. No, so blocked, things, lots yeah. of things are blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in Syria before you came here? I was in studying university. I did architecture. Architecture? Yeah, but I haven't graduated. Not so very impressive if you years. haven't graduated from architecture. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did are, ancient history. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I nearly yeah. got a 2-1. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I always, when I was a teenager, thought I would end up with an architect because it's sort of like one of those romantic comedy jobs. Uh, yeah. Okay, come on, Deborah. <laughs> come on. All right, you can't, see this at, you can't see this at home, but Steve's incredibly fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the bees. I sort of have to call her... <laughs> Don't... I mean, someone had to call her at some point. It was, it was getting awkward. You got there first. Yeah. When well he done. said my name meant something in Arabic, I said, don't tell me now, tell me on stage. Because I thought it was going to be something really sexy. <laughs> Turns out, no. And no. No. I wanted to tell you before yeah, coming on stage. Yeah, I know. I know you, you insisted. Did. I know, I know, I know, I know. You offered. And I said, don't know. Tell me mm. it'll be more real if it's on stage. And then I regretted it. because I thought real, wasn't it? It was too real. I would have said, don't say that on stage. Hive Mind, what is Norway doing to try and turn its teenagers away from pornography? A lit candle? <laughs> Hive mind? Encouraging them to have sex instead. Oh, yeah. Sex instead of pornography. Yeah, if you're too busy to look mm. at porn, then you won't be well, able to Well, have porn. sex before you do pornography is apparently a good thing because then you know the difference. Making pornography freely available. That policy hasn't worked here, has it? <laughs> uh, hasn't discouraged anybody. Freely available. Okay. Anything else? Oh, so you oh pay paying them not, them not to look. That would encourage okay, them to yeah. stay at home and not do anything to earn money, and that, time, that way they will have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time in their hands. Uh, so in Norway, Hive Mind, are they making porn freely available, BuzzNow? Are they paying them not to watch it, BuzzNow? Or are they encouraging them to have sex instead, BuzzNow? <laughs> oh, you sounded like bees in a gourd. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the national broadcaster is recruiting ordinary couples to be filmed having sex, which they then show at prime time. It's like, that's what it really is, guys. And it's prime time, so you have to watch it with your parents. Want to do it now? No. That actually, I imagine, is a great policy. If you had to sit there after the news with your mum and dad, like watching the neighbours have sex, you would never want to see sex again, would you? I mean, that would be... That would be it. Well, yeah. one of my parents is in the room, and I'm actually even finding this question quite difficult <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. present through. Because your dad's here. You yeah. don't really want to talk about this any further. Not really. So let's deconstruct this, this it. Whole, uh, <laughs> this whole round was suggested to me by our friend Gina, who is in the audience at the moment with her eight-year-old daughter. Uh, oh. So. Oh. Is your eight-year-old daughter, though, Gina, plugged into something and wearing headphones? Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay, check what she's watching because. Uh... <laughs> I can't 
conservative group in India is trying to prevent copies of the Kama Sutra being sold to tourists visiting the Kajuraho Temple. What is peculiar about this demand? And Ned, have I pronounced Kajuraho correctly? Completely. I know how to pronounce it. Great. Cool runnings. Is it that's where it was like created? Whoever, who invented Kama Sutra? Peter Kama Sutra um, <laughs> lived at that temple or something. I like, read like about the invention of the Kama Sutra, and it was oh, yes. there was a woman who came in to the royal court naked and said, "No man can satisfy me, and I am not going to wear clothes until a man satisfies me." So the king had to put out a sort of call saying, "Listen, we need a man to satisfy this woman." And then all the men went, "No, I can't." And then a man said, "All right, I can." And she came back 48 hours later with clothes on, saying, yeah, it was great. And he said the king made the man write everything down he knew because he said no woman should ever feel unsatisfied again. Well, certainly not so unsatisfied she comes in without clothes on to my court. Oh. Is that correct, Ned? This is what I read. Is that the Kama Sutra? I know very little about the Kama Sutra, um, <laughs> other than this particular question. question. Okay, and so the fact that it was written 1,800 years ago. Isn't it wonderful, though, that a naked woman turned up at the palace and said, I'm totally horny and no one can help me. <laughs> and instead of arresting her, as they would do if she turned up at Buckingham Palace in the gardens, they've like sorted her out. You can't imagine that happening now. I Absolutely. don't know, though. I think once William's in charge, it's going to be different. I feel like he's a very modern boy, isn't he? I think it's all going to be... Yeah. <laughs> Harry will have his clothes off within a second. Like, oh, <laughs> Harry... Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Harry will be naked at the uh, coronation, I imagine. Could you read us the question yeah, again, sorry, yeah. please? A conservative group in India is trying to prevent copies of the Kama Sutra from being sold to tourists visiting the Kajiraho Temple. What is peculiar about this demand? So uh, peculiar that they expect tourists to travel all the way to India to buy the Kama Sutra? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you can get over. it on Amazon. What else? What is it about this temple? You cannot be serious. Because it's just all the carvings on the temple are just people going bonkers <laughs> like just totally okay. getting stuck in the temple itself is a little oh. bit rude oh the temple is the temple in the shape of a lady's vagina <laughs> Steve are you going to back that Steve is just yeah, looking at me with horror <laughs> Steve will back that mm-hmm. like a hairy bum uh, <laughs> global pillage hive mind why do you think it's odd that they're trying to prevent copies of the Kama Sutra being sold at this temple because the publishing industry is going down as it is. You should support it. <laughs> because, Sorry, someone's going to say something. Because paper is going out, mm. yes. Because they have a different sex manual. They're conservative, but they have a competitive sex manual. <laughs> okay, competitive sex manual, the Kana Sutra. Uh, anything else? Because they have a religious tome. Oh, it's regarded as religious. It's regarded as sacred, so you shouldn't be selling it to tourists. What was that one there? Uh, they're trying to move units of the Norwegian sex tapes. Because <laughs> they're trying to shift units of the Norwegian sex tapes. Okay, so if you think they have a different competitive sex manual, the Kana Sutra, Buzz now. If you think it's regarded as a sacred text, so you shouldn't be selling it to tourists, Buzz now. If you think they're trying to shift units of the Norwegian sex tapes, buzz now. Yeah, a lot of people are going to buzz for that because it's funny. Rightly so. In fact, it's because the temple walls are covered with erotic sculptures, which this group does not object to. 
Um, so Cal really had it. It Definitely. was rude pictures he, on the wall, erotic pictures on the wall. He is really, they're really going at it in these pictures <laughs> as well. It's pretty, it's got bestiality, it's got all sorts. <laughs> well, so was, you can't be serious, well, uh, but have what scored. What I find weird, quickly, yes. is that they're both made by religious people for religious reasons. I mean, it's just so hypocritical. One of them's an 1,800-year-old book. One of them's a 1,000-year-old temple. But they're like, uh, it's a bit harder to, you know, lop off some statues. So we'll just go after one of them. So they're leaving the statues as is. Or, but almost like the conservative groups are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the round. You might think you're in the red. Perhaps you're coming first instead. Tell us what the scores, please, Ned. Thanks, Mark. In joint second place, with no points, it's Cool Runnings and the Hive Mind. And in first place, running away with it, it's You Can't Be Serious with 20 points. I just realised that was an architecture question, really, about the temple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we don't really have that kind of architecture in Syria. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They couldn't search it. (laughs) What's the most famous Syrian piece of architecture? Most of the building in Damascus. Really old buildings, mosques, churches. Roman ruins. Uh, temples. Right, ruins basically go to Damascus, throw a stone in no, any no, direction. No, 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 no. Don't go. Obviously not, not this week. Deborah, sure. have, you, have you read the news? I think yes, I don't mean literally go to Damascus this week, but I mean if you were Couple to go to Damascus and throw a stone in any direction, you're hitting something valuable. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The next round is everyone's favourite round. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English fingers on buzzers? In Argentina, they say, you're in the oven with the chips. Cool runnings. Oh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble? Yeah, Okay. you're in a sticky situation. You can't be serious? 
Um, I think you're so hungry, you can't wait for the chips to cook. So you've got into the oven with the chips. So hungry. Mm. All right. Someone's someone's fishy about you because fish and chips. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Right, right, you know you have. I think it uh, it means you're going to be delicious. It's a way to hit on people. Oh. You're going to be delicious in in an hour. It's a pickup line. You're going to be delicious (laughs) in an an hour. In other words, it's saying lift your game. You don't look good enough You're yet. You're going to be delicious yeah. in an hour. <laughs> What's really your success good. rate with that one, Reddy? I haven't tried it, but uh, next time I go to Argentina. Okay, we'll do You're some research. going to just go up to somebody and say, You're in the oven with the chips, which means you'll be in my bed in an hour. Is exactly. That... Okay, all right. Hive mind. You're in the oven with the chips if you were in Argentina and someone who wasn't Radu said that to you. What does it mean? You're hot. Exactly what I said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're hot. You're having, having twins. <laughs> oh, like a bun in the oven. I've never thought of Argentinians as eating hot chips. I'm quite yeah. intrigued by this. Mm. In Australia, that's interesting because Cal is New Zealander but lives in Australia. They say hot chips for chips. Because chips are crisps. No, we don't say hot chips. We just say chips. We say chips. We just mm. say chips for chips and chips for crisps. So chips and chips. We don't say hot chips. Well, in New Zealand, you might not. In Australia, they definitely say hot chips. And mm. Cal just said it, which proves it. So am I wrong? Well, we can have a fight about it. But <laughs> and I'll throw chips and you'll throw hot chips. Uh, Seriously. It's hot chips, isn't it, Cal? I think of it as chips, but then I've said hot chips. But now I'm just really hungry and I want chips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hive mind. If you think it's your hot, your attractive, buzz now. Uh, you're having twins, buzz now. In fact, uh, Cool Runnings had it. It means you're in trouble. You're in hot water. <sighs> because I'm going to have sex with you. No. You're going to no. be in trouble in an hour. You need double points. No. No, no, Radu. In Japan, they say, I'm giving you time. What do they mean? I'm giving you time. You can't be serious. Uh, it means in an hour, you're going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Is cool it um, you're keeping me waiting? Is it I'm giving you time? Is that the question? I'm giving you time. Is that where you've turned up too early and they're not ready yet, so you pretend that you're not there yet and they just keep getting ready and and it's just nice. Like you just like you just don't mind me, I'll just sit in the foyer and then you can continue to get ready and then in an hour they're delicious and you go in and pretend you've just arrived. Is there an ancient idiom for that? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> For that specific circumstance that's only happened well, once to anybody. I'm sure I've seen a little tiny Japanese screen in the Canterbury Museum. It was carved <laughs> out of ivory and it was a thing that they would put down in front of visitors and that was like, shit, we're not ready. So they'd pretend like the oh. screen was a big screen and you'd just hang out at the front of the house and be like, oh, we can't see anything behind the tiny screen. And then you'd keep getting ready and then you'd take the screen away and ta-da! Well, I'm, I'm a bit lost. One of the chips arriving. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if, if they're not ready, you get in the oven until they're ready for you. <laughs> Since time is very precious in Japan, maybe you better know that you're very important to me. Mm. Oh. You're very precious. Yeah. So you're very important to me. I'm giving mm-hmm. you time. Okay. Is it, nice. um, Radu is giving you an hour to become hotter. <laughs> it's actually... probably Radu's giving you an hour to leave the nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually thinking it means I'm giving you time in the sense I'm, I was going to kill you, but... Uh... <laughs> Now I'm thinking maybe let's just have sex. Is it? Is it? I forgot to give you a birthday present, so I've written a card that makes me seem really thoughtful, and I'm saying I'm giving you time, when really uh, I just like didn't get you Maltesers or something. Right, I'm giving you the gift of time or a subscription to Time. So it's magazine. a nice way of saying piss off. A nice way of saying piss off. Okay. Or maybe like watches are obsolete, so take my watch. <laughs> 
They're very technology-oriented in, in Japan. Highest mind in Japan. I'm giving you time. What do they mean? I'm running late. I'm running late. Oh, I'm giving you the gift of time because I'm running late. So you've got 10 minutes to look at your phone. I'm giving you time. What does it mean? Making an appointment. Making an appointment. Okay. I'm breaking up with you. I'm giving you time to live your life without me. <laughs> That's a nice That's way of saying it. That's actually kind of 21st century la-la land way of doing it. It's like, yeah. I'm doing this for both of us so we can concentrate I'm, on our own lives and yes. dreams of setting up a cafe. That basically is the plot of La La Land, is God, I'm giving you time. terrible film. They're I'm helping you complete the lyrics of Scarborough Fair after Parsley Sage Rosemary. Oh, okay. So they're inviting you to complete the Scarborough Fair lyrics. Okay, if you think it's, I'm running late, Buzz Now. I'm making an appointment, Buzz Now. I'm breaking up with you, Buzz Now. I am giving you the opportunity to complete the Scarborough Fair lyrics, Buzz Now. Okay, so breaking up with you. In fact, I think you can't be serious was the closest. I think Steve's answer, which is, I'm telling you to piss off, it's you're fired. Oh. I, think, I think that's closest. So I think you can't be serious, get some points. I think they would. And who said break, they... I'm breaking up with you? Quite close, oh, I guess. Breaking up with you is also quite close. Yeah. If you want to throw points I meant yeah, in the hive mind's direction. They're both semi-kind of close Don't give their points but... away, Steve. What are you doing? No, no, but we're having no, the no, point. No, I'm don't just, worry, Cal, no. don't worry. I wasn't giving you points for that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no points have been given for all but those wrong points answers. For us, yeah. Edmund I think politely Sidwick. telling you to piss Steve off is, is your fire. looking at me quite hauntingly at the moment and now I feel quite bad. Yeah, I think politely telling someone to piss off is like saying you're fired. I think that's, that's very close. I don't what know, maybe it's question? just the way I've been fired in the past. <laughs> have you ever been fired, Steve? No. Cal, have you ever been fired? No. God, I thought it was more common than I, I thought. I, Anyone I was, else on the panel been fired? I was fired on Friday. Where are you? Where from? Mark Hodge. Mark Hodge has a story. Yeah, and yet story. you still turned up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after. Okay, all right. In Italy, they say you're reheating cabbage. You're like repeating a bad decision? Repeating a bad decision, okay. Cabbage is gross, right? Am I right? Okay. So basically, you're getting back together with your ex. Yeah. That's reheating cabbage. Mm-hmm. You can't be serious? Is it a variation on mutton dressed as lamb? Like you're trying to make yourself look oh, younger yeah. than you are, but you're just an old piece of second-hand cabbage. <laughs> that not even an hour is going to be delicious. The cabbage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hive mind. You've got no money. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Flogging a dead horse. Okay. <laughs> that seems to be covering too many bases. Hive mind. You're making something All things better. Are the same. Or you're making something worse. All things are saying the same. Okay. Uh, anything else? You're trying to stop people from visiting you. So you're reheating on cabbage so it smells. Okay. Oh, you're, you're pissing off co-workers at work because you're, like, stinking out the microwave? Or right. is, it, is it that you're farting? Oh. Like, is it, oh, someone's been reheating cabbage? If you think it's that you're flogging a dead horse, buzz now. Got no money, buzz now. Making things better, worse, or the same, buzz now. <laughs> trying to stop people visiting your house, buzz now. In fact, Cool Runnings had it, trying to rekindle an old love affair. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Well yes. Triple points. <laughs> no, Radu, the right amount of points. 
Yeah, well, we're not going to get any more like correct answers. Listen, so if you're meant to be a it. member of Mensa, then you should already start with minus points. So that's what was they saying about oppressed minority? <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the round. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> In this trade, you have been let. We will restore your sense of cred. Tell us what the scores, please, man. The Hive Mind are still in third place, but now with five points. Cool Runnings are in second place with 15 points. And You Can't Be Serious are first with 20 points. Whoa. Okay. Um, the next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. It could be something they've grown up with, something they've researched for the show, or something they've just made up. How would we know? So, Cool Runnings, do you have a question for You Can't Be Serious? Uh, yes, yeah, so in uh, Romania we have a saying, uh, you're cutting leaves to the dogs. Uh, what does that mean? You're cutting leaves for the dogs. Yeah, you're cutting leaves for the dogs. Like leaves from trees. Does it mean you're so poor that you have no meat for the dogs? Well, I'm just workshopping, Steve. You don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're doing or you to- what you're talking about? You mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. You're cutting mm-hmm. leaves for the dogs. Well, it's true because it doesn't seem like dogs would like leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, you're kind of doing nothing. You're doing nothing? You're doing nothing, yeah. In Eastern Europe, dogs are like uh, more hardworking than Western European dogs. <laughs> so they cut their own leaves. <laughs> but basically, yeah, dogs don't need leaves and also you don't need to cut them for them. So does it mean you're sort of doing busy work but you're really getting nothing done? Yeah, kind or of. Or like does that. it mean you're lazy lying in a hammock? Is Both like of them, yeah. And after a dinner party or something or you're staying at someone's house and you like go through to the kitchen and just kind of walk around where they're doing all the washing up and you like move something from one table to another table <laughs> and you're like, I've been really helpful and they haven't cottoned onto it. Then they're like, Ned, you always do this. I think this is very specifically to me. Yeah. <laughs> and to every one of your names as well. <laughs> I think the whole speech was cutting leaves to the dog. <laughs> okay, you can't be serious. Do you have a question for the hive mind? Well, in Syria, we say, don't stomp in the wheat field. Don't stomp in the wheat field. Mm -hmm. Okay. That means in Syria, what, hive mind? Don't stomp in the wheat field. Don't shit on your own doorstep. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Every culture kind of expresses that in their own beautiful ways. uh, Uh, So, (laughs) any other ideas before Steve reveals the answer? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't be a naughty girl like Theresa May, who ran through the wheat fields famously as the naughtiest thing she'd ever done. To be fair, one of my friends pointed out how much abuse David Cameron got when he had sex with a pig's head. And he's like, you can't win if you're a politician. If you do something which is actually naughty, everyone's like, that's disgusting. And if you do something which isn't naughty, people are like, you're so boring. So, I think to be may fair, be there are, there's, there's got to be a happy medium between walking in a field and fucking a pig. If that is separate... not... You cannot say, Ned, yeah, they can't she's not win. She's like, yeah, I got monged off pingers at Glastonbury five years ago, is she? Like, and also, let's not forget the Egyptian politicians who are fucking uh, bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is it one of those? Mm, not really. What is it? <laughs> it's don't be stupid or don't, like, don't talk rubbish or something don't talk rubbish Mm -hmm. because that's what like donkeys do just like walk around the wheat field not knowing what they're doing they just eat but they like stomp 
on the wheat. Don't so, oh, so, so when someone's just field. not knowing what they're talking about, or like or when they're just being stupid, you'd be like, "Don't stomp in the wheat field," or just uh, you're stomping in the wheat field, well, that referring is, that you're being like a donkey. That does stupid. put Theresa May in a worse light, if anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Wait, what did she do with a donkey? No, nothing. Nothing. Hive mind. Do you have a question that Cool Runnings can't answer? Yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so where are you from? I'm from the Netherlands. And what's your name? Kim. This is a Dutch idiom. Uh, knowing where Abraham gets his mustard. What does uh, that mean? You know where Abraham gets his mustard. Can you say it in the tone of voice you would say? Yeah, Deborah did it very well, actually. Oh, yeah. So is it you know you, how... you know where Abraham gets his mustard. Is it you and I talking about? You know where Abraham kind of gets his uh, drive? Like his spice, what makes Abraham Abraham? Like his anger... Like what makes Yeah, you're like uh, classic Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh god, oh man. Just What's the again. event in Abraham's life that makes Abraham Abraham? Is that close, Kim? Not really. Okay, what is it? So it means that you know what's going on around town. You basically know the latest gossip. Oh, you know the latest gossip. That's what I'm saying. With the event in uh, Abraham's yeah. life <laughs> yeah. that we all need to know about. That defines Abraham. In a very real way, Radu, you said nothing like that. <laughs> uh, well done, Hive Mind. You get points. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, and it's the end of the round. This drawing fills us full with dread. Perhaps he's excellent in bed. Tell us what his scores, please, now. Thanks, Mark. Um, in third place, it's still the Hive Mind, but with 15 points. In second place, it's Cool Runnings with 20 points. And in first place, it's You Can't Be Serious with 25 points. Wow. Next up is the Game Changer round. In this round, we ask a question about a real-life David who took on Goliath and won. There's only one question in this round because it's such a rare occurrence. Most Davids just get stomped on by Goliath and killed instantly. But that's not such a good story. There's only one question in this round, but it is worth double points. So if your slingshot aim is accurate, the prize is well worth having. Today's Davids are the hive mind. Hive mind, can you snatch glory very much from the jaws of almost certain defeat? Fingers on buzzers. Okay. In Australia, what did women start sending the Department of Immigration to protest conditions in detention centres? You can't be serious. Was it like sanitary products, like tampons and stuff? I don't mean used ones. I just mean um, like to go, you know, the women in detention don't have enough sanitary products. Okay, so was it tampons? Or maybe like scorpions or something? (laughs) Scorpions. Scorpions, I'm I'm assuming you'd find that in an Australian jail. A gourd of bees. Yeah. Okay, uh, hive mind? Bras. Bras. I was thinking that. Knickers. Used tampons. The food that they were being fed, okay? Shout out the one that you think it is. One, two, three. Tampons. Tampons it is. Our female asylum seekers in detention centres around Australia don't have access to enough tampons or sanitary towels. Women are only given one or two sanitary products after queuing up for them at any one time and they have to ask for them rather than being given them. No, but it's unused and they wrote notes on it being like, you're a bunch of pricks. Um, I reckon there were some rogue ones who sent in some used ones. Yeah, like... They were like, oh my God, we weren't supposed to... We weren't supposed to use them. They're like, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yes. 
I definitely were. It's a disgrace. Of course I'd be like, I'm not sending in an unused one with a note being like, you're a wanker. I'll just send an used one, sorry. The usedness of the tampon does say you're a wanker. You don't have to write. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think if you've sent in a used tampon, the note is clear. (laughs) The subtext is implied. And the final round is our quickfire round. Hive mind, if you know the answer, shout buzz like this. Fingers on buzzers and time starts now. In England, you would say the walls have ears. In Afghanistan, you would say the walls have what? Correct. In English, you say nom nom when something's yummy. In Germany, you say what? Heiste, heiste. No. (laughs) That was pretty good. Uh, Lekker lekker is something you definitely do say, but it's not on my card. It's mamf, mamf. Ned can decide if you get points. Brazil is one of the world's two top exporters of beef, which is the other country which exports as much beef. New Zealand? Argentina. Argentina, oh. Yes? India. India is correct. Oh, oh might. There's somebody there. Man, yeah. <laughs> okay, now you're the man. You're the man. You've got too no, confident. No. Even though eating beef is largely taboo there, they're exporting a load of beef. Which is the odd one out? Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway. That's right. The others are Scandinavian. Finland is its own thing. Finish this Ghanaian joke. A boy calls a radio station saying he's found a bag containing millions of pounds and an ID card belonging to Mr. Victor James with his address. The radio presenter says, how honest of you. Do you want him to contact us so that you can return the money? The boy replies, what? Why is he called the radio station? Thank you. All right. Anyone got anything? Yes. Um, He's just ringing up to show off. No, I want Chris's a song. Yes, yes. No way. I wanted to dedicate the next song to him. Oh. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Ned, can you tonight they're down great? In, in Italy, they say, let's go Roman. In Mexico, they say American style. In Turkey, they say the German way. What is the English equivalent? Dutch. Go Dutch. Dutch, Dutch. Correct. Oh, Correct. But the hive mind were in bu- first. Bye, buzz. They didn't buzz. No! No! Do you have an expression in Syria for that if everyone's paying for themselves? American way. American way? Yeah, we say American way. In Spain, this Hollywood movie was called The Novice Rebel. What is its English title? The. Oh, no, sorry. No, don't. The Novice (laughs) Rebel. Rebel that, of course. No. You can't be serious? It's a Star Wars movie. It's. um, uh, uh, What was the first Star Wars movie? Phantom Menace. No, Rogue the one. novice rebel. The born identity. It's close to that. It's not that. Not the round. <laughs> no, it's close to that. It's the sound of music. Oh, oh novice nun rebels and goes and gets I married. I can't believe I went for nuns on the run <laughs> after Sister Act. <laughs> it is a better film. Why did film. competing at the Olympic Games cause Liechtenstein to change the design of their flag? It was the same as in other countries. Which other countries? I don't know. Just a country from Africa and one from Asia. Haiti. They had the same flag as Haiti. They realised this for the first time and it was in 1936. And it's the end of the show. Incredibly tense final. Cool runnings and you can't be serious. Tied in second place with 35 points. And the hive mind won with 40 points. I think that's largely down to you. What's your name? Melissa. Melissa in the second row. (laughs) Melissa.
Professor in the second row absolutely nailed it in the speed round and just won point after point. So well done, Melissa. So it's a box of bees to our winners, but our losers are still reheating their cabbage. And I'll leave you on this thought from China. One generation plants the tree, another gets the shade. It's almost like it was China that voted for Brexit. Please give it up for Rose Matafeo, Radu Isaac, Carl Wilson, Steve Ali, Ned Sedgwick in the Penn's Corner, Mark Hodge on Keys. I've been Deborah Francis White. You've been the Hive Mind. Good night. Global Pillage, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were set by Ned Sedgwick. The music was by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Grundy Lazimbra. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Salinsky. Thanks to Zoe, Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.